0: Hey, today we have back with us Julian Adams, who's a prophetic voice from South Africa, specifically from Durban. And one of the reasons why I love having Julian on the show is because Julian is a contemporary prophet. He's one of my prophetic heroes of this generation. I've been around a lot of prophets in my lifetime. I've had the opportunity to be around a lot of prophetic movements. And Julian is someone who's emerging right now. He's already emerged, so to speak, but he's emerging as far as being more well-known in the Western world as well as someone who not only hears accurately from God, but actually shifts the culture of hearts by what he hears. And even the theology, he's such a grace-based man, but isn't afraid to take great risks in that place of love with God for those around him, both the unsaved and the saved. And I've been with him in a couple of meetings. I remember being in one particular meeting where we're prophesying over all mostly unsaved business people. And Julian just loved these people. He knew that the people he was prophesying over weren't saved. There's three people in particular, and each one of them, he just held their hand through the process of hearing God's voice for their first time. And all three of them got saved. But these were like high-powered, multimillionaire business-type people. And they they just received the Lord so beautifully through Julian's words because he has an established relationship with God, and he knew how to love well. And I love when we get to hear from people like this because it gives us inspiration and hope that we can do this too. We can love well too. But this comes from such a deep rooted place of identity in Julian that he didn't always have, that he had to go on a journey for. And I want to ask him today to just be vulnerable and share with you some of that heart process because he came out of a very performance driven ministry and made a transition really into a walk with the Holy Spirit and the Father's love that has such a an impact on the world around him now. You're going to love hearing his story. And some of you are going to find yourself in the great detox that Julian went through that has made him into the man he is today. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. Today I have Julian Adams with me again. If you didn't hear his first podcast with us, go back and listen. It's amazing. We talked about influencing influencers. But today, Julian, we get to talk about just your journey with the Holy Spirit and how he Radically change your inward life, which causes a different external outward result in everything you're doing ministry wise. Because you've been in ministry since you were like a, a teen,
1: yeah. I I, I uh, have been in ministry effectively since the age of 15. I started preaching, went full time into ministry about the age of 18. Wow, um, which is amazing. I, I got totally blasted in kind of 94 95 season of the Father's blessing that came out of kind of John and Carol Arnold's camp. Oh, and uh, God yeah. really met with me, the Toronto blessing. God really met with me in an incredible way um, and freed me up from all sorts of stuff. But I quickly got caught up into the whole performance thing again, like kind of um, using, I found myself using the prophetic to unhelpfully gain influence, to get my identity shaped around it. Uh, and uh, it just totally burnt me out and left me, uh, exhausted and slightly disillusioned with prophetic ministry. Um, cause doing that from the age of 15 to the age of, of kind of 26, 27, just was, uh, it was just exhausting to be honest. Um, yeah. and I knew something needed to change. I knew God needed to do some recalibrating. Um, and, uh, it was kind of at that time that God moved me to the UK and, uh, I went to a Heidi Baker meeting
0: oh, and,
1: wow. uh, I was I was totally in this meeting exhausted burnt out. I was thinking about quitting ministry. I was so over all the itinerary stuff and uh, kind of having to get a better word of knowledge for the next meeting. That I was like Jesus, I need some kind of encounter with you that would shape me and change me. And um, I was in this Heidi Baker meeting, super exhausted. Let me let me pause you just because to... some of our
0: listeners don't know Heidi Baker and her husband are oh, like the fastest growing church movement. In the world, it's in the third world country, it's in war zones and some of the hardest to reach places, mainly in Mozambique, Malawi and a couple other places, but it's literally worldwide. And Heidi speaks a message of love where she had a performance base. She was, she calls herself delivered of a systematic theology degree. She has a master's in systematic theology. She's like, I had to be delivered of that so I could do real ministry. Not that systematic theology is bad, but her place of performance in it. She came from a long line of driven people. And so many people have an encounter in her meetings where they come into a place of a grace to do ministry out of a place of just affection for Jesus versus performance for Jesus. And so I just wanted to define that in the midst of your story because I think a lot of people will be able to hear the story and go, I am the burnout one or I'm the person who's on the gerbil wheel in whatever it is in business or in ministry or whatever. Wait, what happened in your story? What happened in the meeting? I want to hear it. There we go.
1: Yeah. I, I just want to go back for a moment. I got to the UK. And I brought a prophetic word that was predictive in nature about flooding that would happen across the UK in the middle of summer. Now, we all know that it rains a lot in the UK, but in the middle of summer, it doesn't quite do what it did that year in kind of wow. 2007, where it just flooded all across the UK. Um, and that just sent me into this kind of whirlwind of invitations and people getting me to come and speak, and it, it went kind of... Um, massive very quickly so you turned and I viral i knew stuff on the inside young brother, i knew stuff inside was going a bit crazy i need to just keep on the treadmill of doing uh because that's where my identity was coming from and so i get into this heidi baker meeting and i'm frustrated partly because um there were so many people there it was one of those kinds of meetings that i was like ah oh, i wanted to try and just have you know a little bit of Good time where I can just encounter God, but it just feels so difficult right now. I I just knew I was in such a bad place, and so it was less about the meeting, about me. But um, Harry made this altar call, and I thought to myself, "Do you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to go up." And I went up to the front, and uh, Roland came and prayed for me, and as he did, the power of God surged through my body. I just checked my watch. Because I've been taking been taking so long for anyone to come and pray for me, and I was like, I might need to leave this before I get anyone to pray for me. Um, and as he prayed for me, the exact time that he prayed for me, my watch lost battery power. Oh, um, wow. Just as the presence and the power of God surged through me, it short circuited the battery. Um, and at the same time, I fell into an encounter, a trance. The only way I can describe it is I got caught up into another world. And um, God began to speak to me. And, and the first thing he said to me in that moment, and I want to tell you all of um, the story, a lot of my stories in, in one of my books, Gaining Heaven Perspective, um, God took me into this council. He said, I want to talk to you about the coming move of prophetic ministry, but I want you to understand rest and mm-hmm. ministering from the place of rest. And um, that began the journey of, discovering how much orphan thinking and orphan heartedness I had in me, even though I'd been in ministry growing up in a Christian home, my dad and mum are amazing pioneers. My dad is just the cuddiest teddy bear and a really good dad. It's not like I've had any massive uh, issues with father heart stuff, but I realised there was this underlying fight to try and gain um God's approval to try and gain my Heavenly Father's approval. And in those moments, God began to strip off some of the thinking. Now, it still took a process afterwards because most often you have an encounter with God that's powerful. It takes a process to then reshape your mind around that truth. Um, And it began to unpack some of the areas where I'd been working really hard to try and gain God's approval. And it was out of that that... I began to discover really who the Holy Spirit is. Because so I, I always thought of him as the kind of power behind the Trinity. And God began to just reveal to me that the Holy Spirit is his kiss towards mankind. Wow. It's, it's through him that we cry out, Abba Father. And I I literally felt some hurt and woundedness that I'd um, gone through in ministry literally leave me the oppression and the pain as I began to discover rest-filled ministry and actually having fun while doing it, actually enjoying it and and just enjoying God in the midst of it. And it's completely shifted the way I do ministry. I'm no longer focused on the results. I'm focused on heart. I'm no longer focused on what I get in terms of the gain out of it. Um, and at best, our motives are always mixed, but I, I'm more focused on how do I get to reveal a kind, loving papa who wants to unlock the best in his creation, that he's not distinct, he's not detached. And I think that's the heart of the prophetic ministry that I'm not Harry, um, in Um of revealing in every sphere of society God's heart.
0: Oh, you do it so well, Julian. And I love that because I think, I just think it's so easy. And I remember getting caught up in performance and just drivenness too in ministry and also in the video game industry when I was working in it. It's so easy when you're working in a system that there's, you know, um, attaboys and there's, there's, there's people who are affirming you and there's people who are pulling out of you the performance and not valuing you anymore because the way you've set up your life, cause we're in charge of our own boundaries. And so if you don't have a yeah. relationship to the Holy spirit, and if you don't have deeply grounded relationships to human beings around you, like real relationships, not just based on we do stuff together or we are functional together in a high functional way. If you, I mean, I know people who even go to churches who they're, they're only as strong in their character as a performance in their churches. And then they leave like a, maybe a ministry school or a Bible school or a missions program. And all of a sudden their character blows up because the church was the container for that to be healthy character. Cause it wasn't a deeply rooted identity, you know, yeah. work of God. It was actually just a performance issue. And so I think a lot of people have spiritual midlife crises. You happen to be very young when you had one, to where it's it, God gives us an opportunity to grow into his, his intimacy with Him in a real way, and we we get tested, self-tested on every level because we can't we can't handle the the negativity of what it feels like anymore to just perform, and so all of a sudden we start to weigh: is this performance or is this real? Like, is this authentic or is this not? And the younger generation seems to be coming from a place, especially millennials, where they they are looking for just the authentic, and they're they're crying their their BS meter, so to speak, is really high when it comes to, you know, when it's yeah. not authentic. And so I love that you went through this young because you're so relevant to both the younger generation, but the older generation as well. So what would be something, and I know we don't usually do any kind of teaching on this show, but what would be something a couple steps you would give people to step into the Holy Spirit into this kind of encounter? Like give away your encounter to us a little bit as far as like someone's listening and saying I am stuck in that place. I'm so sick of the church. I'm, I'm burned out on this. Or maybe it's even a job that God's called me to do. How do they get regrounded in the identity of the Father's love? So, you know, for me,
1: I, I, I think I had to go on a journey on rediscovering who God is. Because you know, the church I grew up in is a lot of legalism kind of church world I grew wow. up in was God will punish you, you know, judgment will come from heaven. And even the prophetic ministries I've been exposed to, I remember when I was a kid making sure I fasted or repented or prayed a <laughs> time before a prophet totally. came through, just in case I was going to get judgment from heaven. And, and I think I've discovered that most people aren't really asking the question if there is a God. Most people are asking the question, does he actually care? And I think that dynamic of understanding how much he cares beyond just a theological framework, but actually figuring out what does this mean for me and inviting the Holy Spirit to come and invade and highlight areas of orphan thinking. I, I, I totally recommend listening to some of the teachings by Johnny Carol Arno out of um, Toronto, Catch the Fire, just some of the revelation they carry about helping identify um, wrong belief systems because really you live out of what you believe and not just what you believe consciously, but what you believe at the core subconsciously, and begin to ask the Holy Spirit to highlight some of those causes, um, causes and core value systems and reorienting that. Um, and, and I think one of the biggest areas for me was asking the Holy Spirit to highlight any areas where I was still living in fear of punishment because the, the fear connected for me to performance was if I get it wrong, will I be punished? Mm. And Holy Spirit really connected and, and brought up areas, particularly in terms of when I did get it wrong, even in the prophetic, getting like, words of knowledge wrong, getting some of the predictive elements wrong and how I responded. Because for me, I was expecting punishment. I was expecting something bad to happen because I didn't get it right. And it, wow. it was beginning to unlock some of that that God can put his finger on, on my heart um, around some of those belief systems and allow him to reveal actually he's much better than that and that I don't need to fear punishment because all of the punishment that I deserve has been exhausted in the person of Jesus and I now get to walk free in grace. And I think the second thing for me was really inviting um, some key friends to highlight areas of performance and, and thinking, I, I began to notice the words I'd say about myself, the things i communicate to people around me that were uh, sometimes even in cheek disparaging about my core character. Um, I began to notice that that was not healthy, and so I got some key friends to help point out areas that they could see had not yet come under a revelation of the Father's love toward me. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it's in that and in spending time where I literally stopped reading the Bible for a bit. I, I stopped trying to do all of the spiritual disciplines for a bit just so I could come and not bad. But I was doing them out of a place of performance. I would yeah. read the Bible to get a sermon, read books to get more information so I could preach better. And I abandoned all of that for about six months, almost Eight months, just to say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Wow. And I journaled through that. I allowed him to highlight things. And some of it was painful. Um, and and a, lo- a lot of the time, it was just him revealing how good the Father really is. Like, it, you know, I, I've i grown up in this church thing, but I never got the goodness of God. I got the sovereignty of God. I got the power of God. But I did not get his goodness. And that's where the Holy Spirit began to reveal what it means for me to be a son and enjoy that.
0: And I think that's where seventy-five percent of the world of, of Christians are trapped is in that performance. So I love that you're sharing so vulnerably because you went through a great what I call the detox period. And I, I just want to read the scripture out of First John two. This is verse twenty-seven, and I, I love this in the Passion translation. It says, "But the wonderful anointing that you have received from God is so much greater than their deception." And now it lives in you, the the anointing. There's no need for anyone to keep teaching you. His anointing teaches you all that you need to know, for it will lead you into truth, not a counterfeit. So just as the anointing has taught you, remain in him, meaning Jesus, which I think this is so beautiful because you went through a period where the Holy Spirit himself, it says in 1 Corinthians 2, he searches the deepest parts of the Father and relates them to us. And I feel like, exactly. you know, when, when we're dealing with exploring the prophetic, one of the things that happens with the prophetic is you do go through an identity shift. Like when you really press into hearing from God, even when you prophesy over other people out of a place of healthy identity or out of a place of love, you start to see how good the father is. And it actually impacts some of your, some maybe some of the core lies you grew up with or some of the religious, you know, performance stuff that comes on you. I know for me personally, my way out of a lot of performance was actually hearing God for people, but it wasn't out of a place of being a prophet. It was out of a place of the Lord showing me out of friendship. This is how much I love them, and this is what they've been through. And then I could see how good he is, regardless. Like I went to prisons and ministered to prisoners and I'm like, I saw his place of grace for them. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what am I working so hard for? He's given his grace so yeah. freely. What in the world is wrong with me? You know? So I love that when I think this is a great episode because when we explore the prophetic, we have to realize that as we explore the prophetic, we're exploring a relationship to Holy Spirit, not just a gift to prophesy over people. And Absolutely. it's gonna change us from the inside out.
1: And, and the thing that I come to realize is you cannot give what you don't have. So good. And, and I, I remember getting up after this season and preaching to a crowd of about 7,000 young people at a big festival in the U.K. And God gave me a word of knowledge for a particular guy who had been violently abusing his mother. And, um, I mean, it was like one of those moments where I'm like, this is this is possibly one of the most personal words like I could ever give, no one's going to respond to this. And I brought it in a really loving way. In fact, I, I preached on, on the Father's love in that context. And this young guy came up to me afterwards, who's I obviously make him come up to the front in front of that many people. Um, and he came up to, to me, after he said, I'm that guy, I, I've been adopted. Wow. And I remember thinking, I could give you all the prophecies in the world right now, and it's not going to change you. So I just hugged him. Wow. And this kid just began to weep and weep and weep. I mean, it was like one of those ugly cries where I was like, I wish I had a tissue because my um, <laughs> tissue is now soaking wet. And about six months later, I got an email from his mother. And uh, she emailed me. and She said, that night changed my son's life forever. He was diagnosed with attachment disorder. And attachment disorder is when... An adopted child cannot connect with the primary caregiver in that family. Oh, yeah. Or the adopted uh, family. And um, it was just. You did the Holy Spirit attachment therapy.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And
1: and that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm like, the world is suffering from an attachment disorder. And they need to be connected to a good father. And that's the simplicity of the prophetic. It's connecting them in language, in imagery, in words, in art, in music, connecting them to the heart of a good father and removing that attachment
0: disorder. That is so good. Yes. Well, I love this episode. I love our conversation because I just love the value of it. But tell us how to get a hold of you and tell us what you're working on right now.
1: So, yeah, um, feel free to get a hold of me on our website. Um, frequent and then s double e frequency to play on words um frequency.org um we've got loads of um, incredible um, resources on there i highly recommend downloading gaining heaven's perspective where i talk a little bit more in detail about my encounter with the holy spirit and the process of uh, developing uh, sonship and ministering from that place um, and it's specifically geared at helping you flow in the prophetic um, I am super excited, we are within the next few months, so watch out on social media, we're going to be releasing an e-course that's going to helpfully connect people in um, spheres of influence, particularly market space creative spheres, how you connect the favor of God and the voice of God outside of the church building into places like that so that you get the unfair advantage uh, in terms of God's purposes in wow. your life and in terms of the influence you could have. So we, we're busy working on that. And uh, there's some incredible um, videos by my wife on our um, website, um, particularly to do with freedom. Um, it's called the Freedom Series. Um, it's not just for women, it's for men. It's, it's super exciting what, what God's put on her and what she's carrying. So go ahead and check it out at Frequency.org.
0: Oh, I love it. You're all heart. And I love it. And I can't wait to have Katia, your wife, on this podcast as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for spending your time with us uh, today. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me on the show. I'm loving it. Loving what you guys are doing. love what Bowls Ministries are releasing in the earth today.
0: Thanks, man. Bless you. Everybody have a good day. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. And I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlsministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.